you know, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. Welcome Sunday night to everybody tuning in who's been missing us for the past 14 days. It's the All Dressed Up Podcast. We're live and direct with your boy, Hef Streams. What up, Hef? What is good, everybody? We are back. It's been a minute. But you know what? We are back. It's good to see you, K-Dizzle. How you been? Good to see you too, my guy. I've been in love, in love with uh, this football season, but we're gonna talk about it in a minute. But I'm glad we own it, man. Had some technical difficulties and some other stuff going on in the holidays, but but so much has happened, and there's so much to talk about, and I'm ready to talk about it, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready to go, man. What is the word, man? What you been up to, man? You know, I've been doing some big things. Uh... Me and my girl, we just got a new place, so we've been moving in. Uh, that's always exciting, but it's tough. Cool. It's tough when you're moving in and you work real hard too. So, I've been doing the whole <laughs> the whole Amazon thing. You know, everything I see, I'm just excited to go ahead and put it in the cart and just click and click. Oh, so I've been God. realizing, like every day when I come home, there's just like more and more boxes. Oh, and it's you, just you like piling up, man. So at this point, I got to start putting some of this shit together. The calendar, <laughs> it's oh, getting man. real. You gotta, you gotta slow that down, man. Those, those. But, uh, but it's been, but it's been cool though, man. Those things, those things pile up very quickly, very quickly, man. So be easy on that. Be easy. Yeah, they don't, they don't come like they look in the picture. It looks very <laughs> different when they arrive. So, <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'll tell you what. We picked the perfect night to start the slide through. With Baltimore being in town playing the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. what did you say? You called it a turnover fest. It's a turnover fest, man. I'm over here watching it in the cut, and it's like every up, time Russell? Lamar Jackson walks down the field, they want to give the ball over. Uh, Honey Badger already had two interceptions. He had a pick six, and the pick six wasn't Lamar Jackson's fault, though. Uh, oh. Sammy Watkins slipped and fell. You know their newest addition. Baltimore is known to get a washed-up receiver every year, so Sammy Watkins is that guy this year. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah, right now Kansas City is marching down the field again. So I see it being a high-scoring ball game. Uh, hopefully Lamar Jackson can get me like 60 fantasy points because my team is getting its ass whooped right now. Oh, man. Shout-out to my man Marcel Love yeah. and uh, London Voice Crickets in the building, a.k.a. MarcelLove.com. <laughs> Go check my guy out. Appreciate you, man. Hey, look, one of the things I am super excited about is football season. Ah, we missed you too, Miss Carter. We missed you too. But look, every single game, almost every single game has been super close, super exciting, and super entertaining. It's a real good balance in the NFL this year. Look at you being excited because you thought you were going to be 0-2 and you played San Fran tough today. That's Whoa. what happens when the Eagles plays a tough game. Look, All of a sudden, they're excited for the NFL season. I thought it was going to be a 2-0 situation. 
but you oh, know really? it is what it is it is what it is you we we won in one i think uh everybody's one in one in the division except for those new york football giants yeah I we smacked them up i was happy to bet my barbie because uh last week i bet on the washington football team and they played the Chargers. i don't know what happened that game but i did get my money back because i bet him against the eagles this week and sam fran pulled it out in the way Mama what's up what's up myself how you doing I'm going to help in the building. Shout out, shout out to Marcel again for those New York football giants. He'll figure it out sooner or later. Oh, Marcel, a Giants fan. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> you know, stats say when you start off on two, Melvin, it's a long season. <laughs> it's a long season. long season. What you got, man? What's your, what's going on, man? What's been on the brain, my guy? Man, it's been so much, man. Like, I've been looking around, and cancel culture has been back at its finest. A lot of people have come back and gotten back in the good graces of of the media, we're not going to say any names, but it made me start to think about, you know, where where music is going, right? Okay. So, obviously, right now the wave is TikTok, and everything about TikTok is what's catchy. How can I make a dance come with it? It's taking the new place of a music video. Right, it's taking away the substance, but I'm getting there. And I got my boy in the background. Usually I don't have many visitors, but if you hear somebody from the side, K-Dizzle, it's my boy. He's a producer. You know, we'll be uh, talking about music. But this TikTok thing, let's talk about TikTok. Oh, man. No, seriously, I'm not going to bash TikTok. Hey, Miss Rona, how you doing? Happy Sunday. So... I'm not going to be the old man here bashing the kids because Shout first and foremost, no, nah, let me talk. I love the kids. I love the art. I love everything that's going on. I want people to grow and get their thing off and, you know, get inspired. That's what art is about. But my opinion of TikTok is it's a short clip. You're turning a song into about a minute at its, at its best. And a lot of these people that are making these dances and these hooks off of TikTok are turning it into rap songs. And in my opinion, it's really killing the game right now. It's killing the music. It's messing with the substance because if you come up with something that's repetitive with a nice hook, mm-hmm. and let me just give you an example. Like with Soldier Boy, he's the best at it first and foremost. When he came out the She Make It Clap, and he said it over and over and over, She Make It Clap, Clap, Clap. That's TikTok at its finest. And now you can even see like superstars like Drake. He comes out with his single, I'm Too Sexy for My. And a lot of kids don't even know that's an actual old song by Wright said Fred back in the early 90s. Right. But the fact that it sounds good and you can put it on repeat, and all you have to do is really play it on the loop for about a minute and 30. A lot of these songs, when you really like listen to it on your uh, streaming device, it's like two minutes long. So, you know, if you think about it, it's shortening songs, it's making it very repetitive, and it's killing the lyrics. So, like, you see all these artists coming out with a nice sound, but it's really taken away from what we came up on. Like, I was talking to you before we came on live, and I was like, those kids would never walk into a cypher and rap. Nah, no, chill out, Arizona. We're going to talk about that. But those kids would never walk into a cipher rapping like that, man. Like you wouldn't even come to the to the to the booth and even try to spit like that because you would get embarrassed back then. But I guess I'm old. I'm the old angry guy now. So yeah. 
you the old anger guy. Look, TikTok has been around for a couple years now. It is the wave. It is the new hot social media. Um, you know, <laughs> it is Arizona be anti J Cole. Why you why you hate J Cole so much, Arizona? No, What's no, up? no, we're not gonna go into that. But we will go into. I will. I do want to talk about Kanye and Kanye and Drake. But let's let's get to your TikTok thing, man. Everything is about viral videos, viral dances, and so and replayability and replayability. Nothing. There hasn't been a song by a new artist over three minutes that wasn't forced recently. So let's just be honest with ourselves. The attention span has changed. The culture is in a shift mode. The people that are driving it, it is what it is. We got to accept it and like what we can out of it. If we don't like it, you don't like it. We but said even like Arizona said, relax Look, Arizona said you can't listen to J. Cole in a club, but I'm, I don't nah. want to listen to I don't want to listen to Spot him got him in a club either. And yeah. and since I mentioned Spot him got him, we gotta oh, say I'm glad boy. that he pulled through. They can't he even let through. the young man live. He's a TikTok Good. rapper. Why why what did he do to deserve this? Like they can't even let my man spot him, got him live out here. He got shot five times, car allegedly allegedly got shot up 22 times. But he is uh, pulling through, so prayers go up to the young man. I'm definitely not making fun of that situation, but damn, yeah. another TikTok rapper. Look, look, TikTok is TikTok. Um, it's a, it's a, there's so much on TikTok that you can get lost with with the uh, with your attention span into it. I know plenty of people who get who get on it and get stuck down a rabbit hole for hours just because it's short. You think it's short short quick videos but if you watch enough short quick videos in succession it can turn into hours but but my thing is though if you're going to be on tiktok you're practicing something just to go viral you're doing something over and over again watching yourself practice a dance as opposed to at least like people on youtube they're bringing more substance and content and i think being a little bit more original like a lot of these tiktokers are taking something and just piggybacking on everybody else and it just turns into just like a copy of the same thing over and over to where me personally, I get tired of hearing the songs on TikTok. I told you that before. I know. Slow down, though, man. You got to understand. the. I'm telling the young guy, slow down. Slow <laughs> down, though, man. Look, every, every social media website or every app evolves into a certain way and a certain dynamic. There's certain people that are on Facebook. There's certain, you know, Instagram. Evolved from just pictures to be to now being all about influencers and short videos and whatever the case would be. Twitter is Twitter, TikTok is TikTok, and remember the old Snapchat. Remember that. So I mean, there that stuff evolves into different formats based on over time how people are going to use it. And TikTok is just it's what it is, man. Vine, yeah, Vine stars. Um, you know, everybody understands um, that. That the attention trying to grab the person's attention span is important. That's why you got YouTube shorts, you got Facebook shorts, you got Instagram stories, Facebook stories. Everybody wants to keep your eyes focused. And then that TikTok does a great job at it. That it's it's the hot it's the hot ticket right now. The advertising dollars go in, and the money just goes out to everybody who gets involved. So, look, I'm gonna tell you, man. Most most of the successful platforms, if you think about it, they want you to go down that. Uh, proverbial rabbit hole yeah it's, you it's know once you yeah once you once you get into that trend and that thread 
and you start to like, like everything that you look at. <laughs> nah, see, everybody's coming to me tonight. Arizona's coming. Look, man, I'm I'm just yeah, gonna yeah, take yeah. it on the chin, pause, yeah. and just let it go. Fa been right. He ain't been right since Clubhouse, bro. Clubhouse and ruined his life. Nah, he's yeah. talking about he's talking about certified lover boy. Oh, oh, oh! That's because, wait a minute. That's because okay. We're, and that's going to tie into the show, Kermit. That that's why I'm not even going to say anything show. about it. That is going to tie into the show. But while we were gone, Here we uh, go. it engulfed and encompassed like an entire week and a half because, because of nonsense. It was a big debate on whose was better, Donda or Certified Lover Boy. Donda or Certified Lover Boy. Well, those in the chat, if you listen to both of them, just write in either D-O-N-D-A, Donda, or CLB, which one you prefer. Okay. I will give, I will let Hef talk about it because it was, it was like just the talk of the town for the past couple of weeks. Past couple of weeks. Uh, Erica says CLB. Okay. Uh, do we have any Donda fans out there? And you know, Erica, Erica saw my, saw my emotional roller coaster. Erica saw my emotional roller coaster on social media because I was posting how I felt. But yeah. the thing about me, I I try to live with the album as I review it. Like I don't want to give it a quick listen through like the twenty five tracks all at one time. But here we go. I see the chat. Keep it coming. But in my opinion, sonically, Donda was the overall better album. Sonically. Now Drake, he's he definitely stuck to his formula of why he's been successful. And my beef with the Drake album. And why I was saying what I said about it was it to me, it didn't show any growth. Like at this point in Drake's career, he should be talking about something different. And I think he knew that this album, he had some throwaway tracks and he's got so much good music that fits his formula that he can put out a whole album and promote it. Like it's really something big and really they're throwaway tracks. Like I think what he did was he grouped a whole bunch of like, you know, romance type singing and then he threw in his beef with Kanye to kind of satisfy the streets so he could rap and he made it an album and if you think about it he's been promoting it for the last like what four or five months once he cut the uh the hardness in his shape up so everything's marketing um like like uh you know Arizona said the artistry was way unmatched but in my opinion again like Drake should be, he's be, like he says it himself. He's been rapping and been in the music industry for eleven years. I think we should be hearing something a little bit different. Hmm. Just in my opinion, but like I said, I like Kanye trying to always think out the box. He has some interesting features. He took it some different places that I didn't expect him to take it, and that's why I got to give overall better Sonic Sonically album to Donda. But if you want to just listen to something going to the club, you can play about five or six straight tracks off of CLB. That's a fair assessment. I, you know, I I turned Donda on, and I couldn't even. I was trying to listen, but I got lost by track four, and I was like, "What is going on here? What are we doing? What is life about at this point?" So, you had to for Donda, you had to listen to it like two or three times. I mean, it was. Me and my boy KC says calls it a grunya. We're one of those albums that have to grow on you. It's yeah, I mean it's it's one of those that has to grow on you. Um, and if so, you don't I want mean, it to grow on you, it's okay. It's okay. You don't <laughs> want it to grow. On you. It's, okay. it's okay. I, I mean, 
I, I immediately called. I was in the middle of track four, and I immediately called my boy Casey. He was like, what the hell am I listening to? He was like, dog, I couldn't get through it either. I said, all right, I, before I make my final assessment, let me try to, let me try to work my way through it. Donna yeah. was a decent album. Certified Love Boy was a decent album. Certified Love Boy was exactly what you expect from Drake. I thought it was, uh, I thought there were a few times on there where, where he sounded angry. Um, you know, see, so far, Erica says she's still working through Donna. So far, I like three songs. Which three songs do you like, Erica? Remote Control. Remote Control. I, I know I liked, I liked, um, I liked Off the Grid. Like, I didn't think that I was going to like Five Year Foreign, you know, that New York drill type rap. And it was funny because Kanye had him on that track and you could hear the beat that change. Jada and everybody on it? Nah, that was that was Fabio. He was spitting okay. for like two strong verses. He's a New York drill rapper, so whenever he raps, the beat has a very significant sound, and you can kind of hear it. Like I'm not going to imitate how the beat sounds. Jay Jay did kill it. He did, but but with Fabio, when when Kanye switched the beat up, that's how you know Kanye is really a musical genius. Like he had a whole different beat when the song started, and then when Fabio started coming in, he started playing that drill beat. Jail's the best song on the album, in my opinion. Mm. I agree, Erica. But Fabio, he spit, he spit on that verse, mm. on that song, off the grid. Jail was, Jail was off the hook. Um, like that song a lot. Kanye did his thing. Certified Love Boy did his thing too. I would give it. To, I would honestly give it to Donda because I can go back and listen to Donda a couple times. But see, when Certified Lover Boy came out, in my in my in my in my real life, I was mad at the time, so (laughs) it didn't speak to my soul because he was on some Lover Boy shit, and I was just mad every day about things that were going on. So it didn't work for me. And then all of a sudden, when my life got better and I started feeling better, and like the weather was nice, and I was driving, and I put the windows down. Now all of a sudden, Erica, Erica McCoy, she starts to see my posts like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling Drake. I'm quoting his lyrics <laughs> and shit, and now I'm acting all light-skinned and shit. Justin LaBoy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that you know, both of them did very well on the chart. Justin, so basically, he's toxic. It's toxicity on track, uh, on wax. It, uh, it did very well on the charts. The streams were out of this world. They both hit records. Um Kudos to to Black Ben becoming more wealthy. That's all I can say. That's all. And, I and, can say. Here, and the kicker about it is, while we talk about this shit, is they on the same label. Like they still have, they still have Universal backing both of them. Yeah. And yeah. at the end of the day, Universal knows that this beef, quote unquote, is not going to lead to them shooting each other. Thankfully. So look, let them go out there and just talk shit about each other and make music. And okay, Kanye do three hundred and fifty the first week. Mm-hmm. Drake could do six hundred, and who loses? Nobody. Mm-mm. Nobody loses on that. It just gives us more to talk about. Uh, one thing we ain't talking about is that uh, versus, because <laughs> probably um, <laughs> half half of uh, half of a person watched it. I didn't even know it. It was on. I heard about it. <laughs> That's how did bad you, it was. Did you hear what did you hear what Fat Joe said about Lil Mo and Vita? No. <laughs> oh man. I wish I wish I'd have told you about that. When when they came out, Fat Joe said, Man, you got dusty B-I-T-C-H's coming out. You got you got Dusty Jones with you. Cause he had brought Remy out and Remy was on her fire shit. She was spitting. 
Mm. And and I ain't gonna lie, Remy stole the show for Fat Joe. She rapped for like six songs. Damn. And when he brought out Vita and Lil Mo, he was basically calling him Dusty. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like I thought this was supposed to be a friendly Super affair. Woman. <laughs> yeah, like stay out there singing, but would I be without you? And he's calling him Dusty and shit. And then after the show was over, he had to go and play cleanup and post his little shit and talk about how he loved black women and all that shit. But you gotta chill out. You can't be out there all zooted off the off the uh whatever, whatever you get zooted on talking about Dusty B I T C H's. And you're not gonna see 50 Squash jaw on stage because what's gonna happen is like Fat Joe said, like basically Kermit Fat Joe said that he had this battle with Ja Rule because he wanted Ja Rule to be able to show what he yeah, had. He's got some 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 music. And, and 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 allegedly he said a lot of people was ducking Ja Rule. So I would and, and anybody could conclude that that's 50 Cent. If it, he is not in I don't know why he continues to believe that he is in the same realm stratosphere as 50 said i have no idea but in a versus though it depends on in what a, songs are played in my opinion. no in a versus <laughs> it does not matter it has it has no bearing there is not a single name no we're not going down that rabbit hole now you know what you know what let me let me be honest with you 50 cent would punish him in a verse he said would what that's why he shouldn't even associate himself with that conversation no, anymore no no, he might as well just he might as well was just body embalming fluid. If he ever decides he ever decides to still ring 50 Cent. 50 Cent yeah. won't 50 Cent won't take the time. He won't take the phone call. He'll let no. it go to voicemail. But um, <laughs> but the only thing I heard about that versus was the fact that Ashanti and Nelly were there. And, oh, it was hilarious. And, uh, Ashanti said she was uncomfortable with a hug from him because she was like, I ain't seen him. I ain't talked to him or seen him since we broke up. It's like six years, she said. <laughs> but see, the internet's undefeated because somebody filmed that exact scenario. Like, I don't know how a person caught that, but you see Nelly, like, Nelly's going through the whole crowd Thank of you. people on stage. And he's, like, making a beeline right to Ashanti, like, sure. And he goes like, ah, and she's like, oh, okay. And she actually um, interviewed about that herself on, um, I think, I think the Breakfast Club. And she had just said, you know, she didn't expect him to come over. Right. And, um, you know, they had asked, no, I think she was on Fat Joe's podcast. And, and he had asked her about it. And she said, you know, she's definitely not single. So she wasn't, you know, really too interested in, in, in any type of things he was doing. Shout out to Cornell Haynes Jr. Uh, trying to shoot a <laughs> shot again and getting the Burger King sandwich. So, mm. it, you know, it, it was it was it was a tough situation at that point. Nelly is an old school classic overachiever. I can't be mad at him. It's Cornell Haynes himself, sweat and suit. I'll never forgive that album. But let's mm. move on. Let's move on to bigger better things. <laughs> let's talk about what we came to talk. About. That was a double disc too. That was a double disc. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was off Nelly by the time that shit came out. I did not invest in no sweatsuit double disc. No, thank you. My boy did. He played that shit. Right. No. Sweating suit. Nah, bro. Sweating suit. Stop it. That gets a stop. It was about as good as his verses with the, with the uh, internet connection. Ah, I passed that. Passed that. 
Um, I never right. will go back and watch that. So, uh, <laughs> so the title of MC Hammer by Generation. I agree, man. No what bad. a good comparison. But he's not no broke bad. though. He ain't broke though. So he just, like I said, he just got a Burger King sandwich. Look. <laughs> The name of this episode. episode. I should have. I should have did a rant about Sweetie. Before we go, man, <laughs> let's talk about Sweetie for two seconds. Sweetie and her, and her, uh, and her man, and Sweetie her. has turned right. into the most media marketable. I mean, don't get me wrong; she's a very attractive young lady, but they turned her into a marketing showcase. She has a, a McDonald's meal. She has um, some type of like ranch. And ranch Crocs combo, man, it's just it's getting ridiculous, man. Every time I go on Instagram, she's doing something different, and I can't hate because she's getting big money off of her branding. But Make damn, your, your audience is your audience, man. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I've, it's been a while since I ate McDonald's, and at the same time, I don't. There's nothing that appeals to me to go get a sweetie meal from mm. McDonald's. I don't even know what it entails. It don't even matter. But for you to, that's like me going to getting going to to uh, Hardee's and getting the Eddie Murphy deluxe. <laughs> it's, it's like Negro, what do you, what is it other than you know a, a quarter pound of beef, you know cheddar cheese or whatever, lettuce and tomato? I respect the hustle. Respect the hustle. Let that. You said her picture. Her picture is all over beauty supply stores. <laughs> that's see, funny. She's a perfect example of what we're talking about tonight, man. The the episode name, and we went a long time on that. The episode name tonight is, and I say I say this to you quite a few times, quite a few times. I say it because I know you get a little irritated with it. You acting real light skin, and we're talking about tonight uh, the issue of colorism in our community. Colorism in our community. Half, I'm gonna let you lead on this one. On well, this stuff. well, I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about this tonight because if anybody knows me, you guys know that I'm on the far pale end of the spectrum. <laughs> and this is nothing that I've been a stranger to since I've been born on this planet. And honestly, you know, I'm glad we're talking about it because first and foremost, let me ask you, Kate, when you say I act light skin, what do you entail? What does that mean to you when you uh, say that? When I say that to you, it's real attitudeish. You you know, you you, you quick you quick to react. Um I have light skinned sisters, I got light skinned daughters, I have a light skinned wife. Quick to react, a little snippy. Um <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm, you know, I'm. Just, nah, I, just go. Don't, don't try to no, be no, no, shit. No, don't be light skin. Don't be. Don't be light skin. No, just keep I'm it real. Light skin. I'm being real. Um, light skin people are associated with being um, having short tempers. Plain and simple. That's the easiest way to put it. And short so, why tempers. is that? Why is that? You know what? For me, that's experience. Uh, for most. Um, that's a stereotype. For me, that's the experience. For most, that's a stereotype. I guess my question is why on the surface would somebody quote unquote light skin have to be more temperamental or be more, I guess, quick to react? Why would you say that? Why would I say that? Um mm-hmm. I mm, people are temp- quick to react and temperamental because they're defensive 
uh, about things that they may or may not be insecure about. Right. That's why they go on the defense. So, so when you ask me to open a question, I talk about personal experience in this situation. So, like when I when I grew up and where I grew up, like everybody in my neighborhood and in my in my, my classes and schools were black. And you know, me being, you know, what I am, looking as light as I am, you know, I got picked on because I guess a lot of a lot of the kids just wanted to make make it known that I wasn't, I guess, as dark as I guess they thought I should be. And it's funny as shit, right? Because I got friends to this look day. Mom, look at your mom protecting you already. Right. My son so, like yeah, pretty boy. And see that see, pretty boy, right? So so I got friends to this day that basically would call me Casper back then growing up, would call me the friendly ghost. And these are like my best friends to this day. But when we got down to Jonah, that's what you call like talking shit about somebody where mm-hmm. we come from, right? When we got down to Joning, you know, that shit would piss me off. Like a lot of people will really know how to get under my skin who knew me because they knew I didn't like that shit. And I'm not going to say it's a good or bad thing or whatever they were saying is like, you know, really negative, but I guess you just don't want to feel like you're not included. You know what I'm saying? Like with me, like all my friends are darker and it's like, you know, I'm in the neighborhood and they're making fun of me, but I feel like I had to at that point prove myself to a certain extent. And, you know, I got into a lot of little tussles and arguments and fights growing up with kids because of that purpose or because of that reason. And I think, like, as an adult, it's kind of given me a little bit of a complex of sensitivity because you hear it all the time. And even if you have dark-skinned friends, you know, they they like to say, like, or they like to equate light skin with being soft. And nobody wants to feel soft, especially if you, like, around your your boys or your men. Like, so it comes down to, like, egos and everything else that comes with that. Hmm. And unfortunately, you know, some people can't handle it probably as well as others. Like, you know, uh, I think it can be really uh, affecting some people. And and we're going to talk even some more about this situation because there is a flip side to this, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you a question on how can that how can that colorism affect the workplace how do you think well you 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 would think that you know obviously let's talk about 2021 representation is good Mm -hmm. for for everybody now because you want in a successful business you want to have that representation but i would say the the stereotype because essentially we're talking about a lot of stereotypes that the light-skinned person has more opportunities in the workplace than the dark-skinned person because, okay, we got to represent that we have black. That's probably what the business is thinking, but they still want to be comfortable with the level of black. And that's another funny thing, too, because, you know, I guess the lighter you are, maybe the less black you are in certain situations. But you definitely see that in court in the corporate world sometimes, especially a few years ago. But um, and that can be true, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Let me see what my mom said. I got a close friend. She was dark skinned. She told me she always had it hard growing up through the light skinned girls hating on her. Uh, it counts both ways. Mm-hmm. That, uh, doing so to her has messed her up with different ethnic men. It's a stereotype that's heard of. Also, that's the other part of it too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's what we're going to talk about. 
yeah, the other side of it, either being uh, too dark, you know, that causes that causes issues to the community because they because you get teased on, you get picked on, um, right. just like this example here. Um, I got picked on because I was a little can. They used to call me a little Cambodian boy. I had long straight hair. I'm super Asian looking, uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm growing up in you know uptown DC, so I had that chip on my shoulder. That chip on my shoulder, as far as uh, not be, not looking like the quote unquote typical black person, you know, I'm I'm black and Filipino, so now there's a there's something that they can use to pick on you other than just you being black. Now you're black and Filipino, you black you light skin, you black and you really dark skin, um, you know, those things um, just just create so much um, so much division within our community um, and you got to talk about again where it all stems from and how this all came about and you can you can trace this to to the beginning to the damn beginning you can talk about Africa you can talk about the, in America where where it really became prominent you know um, we talk about racism in the South we talk about slavery how light-skinned people wear wear in the house, dark-skinned people were in the shed, you know, for the most part. And I think that's part of where the division, the divide begins, and the pitting of us, the pitting of us against each other, really began for us in America. So, um, how it affects the workplace—that's one one of the things I really want to dive in, as far as the relationships between peers. Mm. Um, let's say um, let's say you are the you the assistant general sales manager right and your sale your sales manager is 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 dark skin Nigerian generations down the line I think we're all mixed we all bleed the same and have some type same type mixes you're 100 percent right but when we talk about um, so, so socioeconomic status and how we perceive each other stereotypes wise mm-hmm. our colors unfortunately plays a big role just as bad as black and white black and black you know black and black black and brown black and brown and yellow yellow and yellow whatever it is right because we're always trying to there's always been a way to try to divide us between amongst ourselves it's very rare where you hear um well maybe because we're not privy to it but it's very rare that you hear you know whites being uh stereotypical amongst each other outside of the only financially well yeah financially which is you know you got the well-to-dos and then the trailer park you always look the trailer park as being um you know downtrodden or being poor well but it's much easier to, to to cause a racial divide amongst blacks with the with the colorism portion because take the money aside and you can perpetuate these stereotypes and now you have this this inner this inner hate and unfortunately, it's tough, man, because, you know, sometimes you look at it and it's funny and we joke. And like I said, me and my boys, we grew up talking a lot of shit to each other. But like a lot of the times when I fought and I got upset and even to this day when I get mad, you know, it hurts, man. Like, again, you don't want to feel like you're not included or you're not a part of, you know, your people, where you come from, because, you know, you came out really light or you also don't want to feel like you're not as beautiful like we're going to talk about because you're really dark. Like, I'm not going to sit here and just talk about the lighter complected people go through it because the darker complected people go through it. 
you know, we're going to talk about how, you know, a lot of people like to have or they like to make quotes or comments about, you know, pretty light skinned babies or what's good hair and this shit and that shit. But like at the end of the day, you know, there's darker complected people that are way more beautiful than some other complected people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that went back in like the 80s, I guess, like with the Prince era and all these other like actresses like, you know, Vanessa Williams and stuff like we talked about that kind of made it seem like that's what you had to look like to be beautiful. And on the flip side, that's unfortunate as well. Yes, yeah, so definitely a lot of ignorant people. Like, but I, how are we continually? I will say this. I will say this. There has been a, a movement within the last few years of of um, mm-hmm. you know, brown is beautiful. You know, brown skin is beautiful. Trying to combat um, the stereotype that's constantly perpetuated. Uh, right. So I'll give big ups to that. Shout out to Beyonce for brown skin girl. Indiari. Duck dark skin does not equal exactly. Dark skin does not mean cute. But how do we, you know, how do we work on not perpetuating that stereotype? So like. We automatically, yeah. How do you how do you not perpetuate the stereotype? That's the thing. I mean, we just gotta figure out like when does it go too far, or is it something that we shouldn't joke about in the beginning? Like it's funny, like when you, you know when you, when you and your guys are together, and you say, "Oh, you know, he's light skin, he might be soft, he ain't gonna fight," or he a pretty boy, or you know stuff like that might be cool. But like at a certain point, is it is it really something that we should do? Because mm. on the outside looking in. It's not really like a productive conversation at all. I mean, hey, you know, you can joke about it, but I don't know. It, it might not necessarily have a place in today's world because we all should be there to support each other 100%. Yeah, I mean, look, I agree 110%. The issue is, like, these are some built-in things that we think of when we see when we see people, right? These are some stuff that's, that's baked in our, our uh, personalities from experiences from hearing things or things being shared with us right Um, so what are the steps what do we do to help combat that because the biggest issue is you know i know from time to time you know i i said i said to people like yourself i said to a lot of my friends that i know that can understand that can take it but also um there's some there's some baked in stuff when i see a light-skinned person i see a dark-skinned person that I'm going to I'm going to believe in, based on how I was grown, based on how I was taught up, uh, brought up. Um, how do we kind of How do we kind of combat that? How do we? That's kinda, a, that's a good we, question, right? I mean, that's a good question because I think people as a society we like to we just we just enjoy stereotyping, like you know it's. I think I think we always like to think that we can identify everybody or perceive everybody the way that we believe it to be. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think psychologically, we tend to use those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you can't just look at a person and equate them to any type of trait or any type of characteristic just based off of their complexion. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, what makes you think that a light-skinned person is pretty because they're light-skinned? That doesn't make any sense. What makes you think a dark-skinned person is ugly because they're dark-skinned? That doesn't make any sense. But unfortunately, we play these games and we make these jokes. And again, other people see these types of 
you know, conversations amongst people and they might play off it. And that's the other part of this conversation. Like when we're amongst each other and we're having these type of conversations, right? Mm. You got to be careful at who else is watching. Right. Like you say, corporate America and different places, you know, your kids going to school. You know, other people are watching that might not be, um, you know, they might be from a different culture and they might look at these types of conversations and think this is how it is. And that's not good. Right. 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 So, I mean, it's just it's just a situation. It's it's crazy to think about how you can look at somebody. Well, I'm not going to say crazy because it's, it's a part of life. We all are, play the victim of stereotyping people based on not only just the, the color of their skin. I always want to say content and character, but, but the color of their skin. Dr. King is crazy. He's indoctrinated me. But color of their skin and also their uh, their outwardly appearance, which is which is funny too, because when we really get about get into colorism, we're talking we're talking about stereotyping people um, based on their looks, really really based on looks. There are some super ignorant people in the world, and the the biggest thing is trying to figure out ways to combat that ignorance and turn it into a positive. And and you know having these conversations about you know colorism and how we can make the adjustments to move forward to try to minimize that stereotype that built-in stereotypes is important but you know but you know why you say that like let me let me keep it real right and and talk about myself because i'm far from perfect and i've been on that other side of being made fun of and and things like that and i respond usually in a bad way like you you've actually talked to me about this before and being you know an older an older good friend of me like a big brother but like you can't always choose violence you know and when you ask that question in my opinion it should come down to having the conversation like first off if you're uncomfortable with any type of joking or jokes in that nature it's okay to say you look man i'm uncomfortable joking like that you know, I think that's probably the first step because we should all love each other, man. You know, we all are going through the same fight. I'm going to tell you right now, if you get pulled over and you have a situation with, and I'm not getting on the police, but like if you get into one of those stereotypical situations, I don't think the outcome is going to be much different. No, You know what I'm saying? So I think that we should start by just taking care of each other. And having the conversation, if you feel uncomfortable with a certain way that you're being treated because of colorism, just like, you know, tell your person or tell your friend, because a lot of the times it's happening with your friends. You know, it's happening with people that you're hanging out in close quarters with, because that's why they feel comfortable to joke with you and treat you like that way in the beginning to begin with. So, like I said, to answer your question, I think we should definitely start by having a conversation. So how far, how, how much different or what is the um what's the distance between colorism and racism well in my in my opinion k colorism is within one race Mm. so obviously there are different races that make up different complexions right so you can't say that like a person that might not necessarily be black can't be dark-skinned and still have the same type of effect from colorism. So, you know, there, there, there. I guess there is a gray area when you think about it because it depends on, 
I guess the person that's putting them through whatever they're going through. But ultimately, like I said, in my opinion, with colorism, we're talking about people of the same race kind of treating each other differently due to their different complexion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's we we are we are we are similar complexion, but of different races. So that's why I ask, what's the difference between colorism and racism? Isn't that internal racism amongst brown and black people? In a way, but, but 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 some people, but some people would say, I think it would be more so of again stereotyping and more so of a prejudice, because because again racism is more of like systemic oppression holding down an entire race. In my opinion, again, I'm not like the end all be all when it comes to definitions, but mm-hmm. I think more so colorism leads to again treating people do and based off of the stereotype. And also having prejudice based off of uh, a stereotype. Again, we're talking about something like, oh, well, you know, this person is soft because they're light skinned. Something as stupid as that. And when you think about it, like that's that's a a prejudice against that person because they're light skinned, which is it, which is the same thing as being as being racist because you know. Race racism has a strong connotation uh, in America because of our history. Um, but when you break the word down in itself, it's it's purely racism is the act of prejudice or discrimination based on a person's color of their skin, the outward appearance, and we are basically practicing racism within our own different cultures. Uh, against, you know, brown and black people. And I think you'd be practicing racist behavior, but I don't think it would necessarily be racism. It, well, because it because the racism takes on a different definition for you when it, when you really get down to it, right? In but my opinion, yeah. In your opinion, when you get when you when you look at the word racism, it becomes a, a huge different, a whole different, um, a feeling and emotion behind it. Uh, but when we when we simplify it and just look at the pure definition in the words, you know, colorism is a form. Well, colorism in itself it was a word that was that was created um, to define racism amongst <laughs> amongst a specific ethnic group of black, you know, black people, black and brown people. But again, it's something that we use to identify something. That's what we like to do yeah, as people. Yeah, and it's the same thing we use. You know, it's a, it's racism is the word we use to identify prejudice and discrimination against against anyone of anyone of color. You know, colorism is the word we use amongst us black folk. <laughs> it, I mean, I mean it, let's let's just be honest with ourselves and say what say what it is. Put it on the table. You know, we we look at black we, black certain black people look at dark skinned black people a different way. Certain black people look at light skinned black people a different way, and that's just being racist within your own culture. Now, I think Tupac started that shit. <laughs> Tupac started that. Now, there are deep seated, rooted emotions and experiences when you say racism between black and white people because of our because of our our nation's history. But when you talk about racism amongst black people, 
it, it takes on a totally different connotation. Uh, when one and both are, are not the same historically, uh, but systematically it is. Systematically it is. So, you know, just the example that Ron talked about earlier, how Tyler, how he says Tyler Perry perpetuates it by continually casting a light-skinned black dude to save the dark-skinned woman. That's a great point. I don't, you know, uh, you know, Shamar Moore has been eating off of Tyler Perry for a very long time, <laughs> ugly braids and all, you know what I'm saying? But it's 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 just he got the ugly straight backs, man. Yeah. Like he like he had the straight backs in for like six weeks. Dusty, them joints are dusty and fuzzy. But look, <laughs> uh, <laughs> them joints. Why would you put like two week worn braids on a dude like that? That was the way. That was the way he was trying to take away from his light skinness. He is that what be, he was trying to do? See, trying to make it more. Yeah, see, he was one step ahead. Dusty, <laughs> yo, he was. He yeah. a dusty light skin. He was. That shit will go down. He will never <laughs> live that shit down. That in the crooked teeth in the other joint. But look, oh man, you got hilarious. But look, but look um, just being conscious of that and and realize what we're doing when we're when we're doing it. Right, we you, we all look. We do it. There are innate uh, stereotypes that we use. You know, we always think Africans are going to wear Jesus sandals. That's a stereotype, right? You know, we always think that you know Jamaicans are going to cook jerk chicken. That's a stereotype, right? We always think. Uh, you know, I'm just saying stereotypes out loud. One one of the big ones we talked about, which half the whole show was about light skinniness and attitude and short temper. Right, those are just stereotypes and different forms of um, different forms of prejudice prejudices we have within our community. We really need to talk about talk more about trying to repeal rebuild those bridges so we so we cannot focus on that BS. Um, you know, it's unconscious bias that's learned behavior from when you were growing up. And yeah, so, and it's and it's based off experience because uh, you know. Mom, talk while we go on. <laughs> look, look. Uh, you see, I've heard a girl stuff say when I was pregnant, exactly was like yeah, and oh, that and that breaks man. my heart, man. Like that's a good one, oh, America, because man. like that right there got people thinking like you know like guys like me got let me let me watch what I say. <laughs> but, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, people like light skin baby hunting. And I'm not trying to say that that's something that I think is a, a real thing that should be a thing. Like, I think dark skin babies are beautiful. But that's interesting for a woman to say that. That's sad. It's just insane. It's just a, it's just insane. When you talk, when you really get down to it, um, because of the stereotype that these kids are going to look better than the other kids. This is absolutely insane. So a kid is a kid, dark, brown, black, light, even white kid. But people don't know. Um, people just people just have that unconscious bias, that built-up picture, mental picture of what they believe beautiful is to be. So beauty is always in forever. That's a good point. The eye of the beholder. Uh, we just need to make sure that our 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 picture is not skewed. Uh, it's always going to be skewed to a certain way, but it, you got to make sure that the picture of what isn't isn't skewed, and just be mindful and be open to looking at more than just what that people uh, that you're used to is. So, um, 
man. The same building bill with kids. <laughs> and that's you know it's a good conversation. And, and that's what we do. Like we always talk about K Dizzle. Like, you know, these are conversations that we want to try to I guess start and like roll the ball on the court so we can be more familiar within our, you know, neighborhoods and our society. So instead of resorting to violence and getting so angry about these situations, we can we can talk, you know, we can talk it out, figure out what the real issue is, because I don't think it really comes down to colorism. I think it goes beyond that. Yeah, you know, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised to to the you know what what type of person, what type of character I would say that person has. Mm. Yeah, that see now we're getting into now we're getting into people and getting right. into people and say so many freaking different ways and we can we can talk to people on the face about that, but we not we're not going to go that route. I think I think um, I think the the takeaway from this is. Pay attention to your stereotypes and when they activate. <laughs> Pay attention That's to real. your stereotypes and when they activate. The discussion tonight was colorism and how you know we 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 um, use stereotypes based on the people's uh, shade of their skin, whether they're dark skin or whether they're light skin. I encourage you to pull it up on iTunes, Spotify, which all of them will be blasted uh, tomorrow morning, but. Just keep in mind when you're looking at people, just be, just be, pay a little more attention to yourself and listen to yourself and make sure that what you're saying to yourself about that person isn't a stereotype based on past experiences. We all, we all automatically put somebody in a box based on an outward appearance that we initially see within the first 10 seconds. That's and also, it. and also remember, we always deal with a lot of uh, things from the outside as well. So, Let's not beat each other up. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's it's a tough word out here, so let's love each other. You know what? What is what, my dog? That's exactly what she learned. See? <laughs> wow. They're talking about some different stuff in school now. Stuff. I mean, it's just, it has, the conversation has to be had. Pay attention to your stereotypes. Regardless of your skin color, we are all God's children. Yes. We are all born with the purpose and the plan. You are always in the right place at the right time, no matter what it looks like. It's always going to happen based on your, uh, based on your reactions. Your your reactions to the situations determine your determine your direction. And so, if you look at it that way, you will start prayerfully to start making better decisions on how you interact with people, how you look at people, uh, and, and just try to be a better human and make this world a little bit better. As the day goes by, that's all I got for this week, my man. Half I think today, today was like a heartfelt conversation. It, it turned out to be positive, man, and that's what that's what our angle was. And like on yeah. a serious note, like shout out to everybody in the chat. Thank you, Creek Water. Thank you, Patty Hef. Thank you, Erica McCoy. Thank you, Miss Rona. Love you very much, and everybody else who tunes in. But um, you know, we're back. If you didn't hear, we're, we're back. back. Next week is episode 31. You won't see this bullshit behind me. This was just something that I had to do to make sure I came back. But the studio is under construction. You will see some nice things very soon. Look at at, at Jamal. We are the the world. world. Stop it. We are the children. Kids do not know that song nowadays. Hey, they do not know that song. We can cut that up, put it on TikTok, and be like, we are the world. We are the children. And play it over and over. But look, follow me on trappy. follow me on half streams, man, on Instagram. Follow your boy K Dizzle DC. 
We are recorded. You can pull up every episode. We on 30 now. What you got, K Dizzle? I'm good, man. Love everybody. Have a great night. I I love I love when we have good positive conversations. We usually raunchy as hell in this B in this BI. But tonight was a good one. Um, I think um, if if you don't get anything else, just pay attention to yourself before you pay attention to what you're thinking about before you open your mouth. Because usually, 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 uh, some of us our mouths beat us beat our thoughts to the punch. Very so true. Just pay attention to what you're thinking about, and and just evaluate: Am I in the right frame of mind right now? Because because you might not get that opportunity to think about how bad you messed up. A hundred and ten percent, hundred and ten percent. You can catch us this this week and every week Sundays at nine p.m. Same spot: YouTube, Facebook, ADU Podcast. Look us up on Mondays. You can catch us on Spotify, and iTunes for the replays. We're here and we're yes. back, and we love it. Episode thirty-one is next week. We thank y'all for being faithful. Have what you got. Hey man, love everybody. Thank you guys for coming on every night. We will see you next Sunday. Thanks, K Dizzle. Thanks, man. See you, baby. You know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know.